Hass, what a banger of an episode. Mate, again. that was brilliant. Mate, I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this. We talked a little bit about trolling uh, and the impacts of it and what, what it looks like. What else did we talk about? We talked about Liz Truss and whether she's going to be here by the time we air this in a few days' time. Uh, <laughs> and we've guessed that she yeah. probably well. won't be. I've, we talked about protests again. We talked about uh, the climate crisis and you know how we should use facts and science. Yeah. Very like We went everywhere with this yeah. episode. And lots of fun and banter in between as well. It was a very fun and laughing episode. People should come and join the uh, community house. Where should they do that? At 115 Miles Pod on Insta. We are growing ever, ever more. Come find us there. Enjoy this episode and we'll see you very soon. <laughs> This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. Growing up 115 miles apart, our lives couldn't have been more different, but we find ourselves today with many similarities and outlooks upon life. Join us on our podcast as we take a topical dive into life, work, culture, and everything in between. Hass, it's 8.50 on a Monday morning. We're, we're proper in hustle culture, aren't we? Mate, I'm telling you. Uh, it was hard work getting up this morning. Is that uh, why you were late? Clock, I was late, not because I woke up <laughs> early, it was because I had to get you a coffee, Josh. How do you but, feel about being on the grind, mate, on a Monday morning? Yeah, I know I know that it is doesn't last for the throughout the week for me, so I'm all right with it. Yeah. I'm, do you know I'm, what I mean? Yeah, no, listen, I fucking love getting flat at it on a Monday morning, mate, like charging into it. So I got to, I was on the train at six today. Good for you. Yeah, mate. And fucking straight into my work and that. Bang on it. Yeah. Hustle, hustle culture or the grind, yeah. yeah, or whatever you want to call it, you're not supposed to like it anymore. No, you? you're not. You're not. You're supposed to be like completely dead against anti it. Anti-hustle culture. Anti like yeah. any kind of overworking... And I was genuinely, I was thinking about this today on the train is why I brought it up. Uh, I fucking like, I like grinding and working like myself into the grind, into the ground a little bit. I like grinding too. <laughs> coffee grinding, uh, coffee grinding. Um, no, I think, I think that the, the, it's how you project is the thing that is, is, is the thing that's shun, shunned upon. I really love like, working hard i love working at the weekend which is to my detriment probably but you is know, it I, to your detriment though what do you mean well it like, is i think it is actually yeah i think it is I, yeah and i actually don't work at the weekends as much as i used to when i first started the, the, the thing but I, I just enjoy work and it's not just the, the the process of work i do enjoy that but I, I love the output i love what it yields and for me that's really fulfilling but i do think that there is a lot of bullshit on LinkedIn in particular where people just talk about waking up at 4am and um, hitting the gym before it's dark and doing all the work and having... Do you remember we saw this post last week of this guy walks into his office and he says, I got my cup of coffee and 27 screens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, just the light of 27 screens. Yeah. So it's interesting because I wonder how different our echo chamber is on LinkedIn. Okay. So... Because my, my LinkedIn is very like anti, it's almost like you're not allowed to work hard remotely. And if you do, then you're not thinking about well-being at all. And I get that too. I know I definitely get that too. Yeah, but I so think, you get the polarization of yeah, each ends. Yeah. yeah. And I think I understand where that comes from because, of, because so many people buy social media as though it's fact. It's important to say it's not all fact. Actually, it, isn't, it doesn't all have to be like this. But what I will say is there are some some founders that I quite respect uh, who are actually, one of them is actually in the space of um, well-being and, and and they're quite honest and saying, look, if, you're, if you want to say start something yourself, then it is going to be hard work. It isn't, it yeah. isn't not hard, you know. Yeah. You, you and I have both done this where we started ourselves 
and there's no one, there's no team backing you up. There's no one that yeah. can pick up your slack. Like last week, or I think the week before, you were genuinely feeling unwell, right? But you had all these events that you had agreed to. Yeah. Um, you can't just not do those because you know you 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 understand the impact of not showing up for a talk that you need to give or a workshop that you need to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so. Yeah, that's just, that's the hustle, man. Yeah, that, yeah. But, and, and also, by the way, though, not just like I have to do it. Like last week was mega busy, yeah? I was like working flat out at my limit last week, yeah. right? And I love getting, I loved getting in at the end of the day, you know, getting off the train and, into, and coming through the door and being like, well, I smashed that today mm. and tomorrow I've got to go again. Yeah. I, I've got to go, I've got to go, I'm going to go home, I'm going to get home, yeah. shower, get into bed and it's like- Mindful shower or? My <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not at that hour. Uh, but then, and I'm going to go again. And I like, uh, like, I guess with everything, it all in the end comes back to like, exploring the nuance of stuff right but the polarization of it especially in the space that i operate in yeah and i'm really glad now at a few organizations that i'm going to i am noticing that people are kicking back against it a little bit yeah um, and maybe that's because of the way that i talk invites it yeah where they're saying but like you know i had a question i was i won't say the organization but i was there this week and i i just started talking and i was talking a little bit about um, you know, making sure that you're making space for yourself and that. And the, like one question came straight in and it was from a like a young lad. He, I don't know, he must've been in his early twenties or whatever. And he, and he said, if I want to get far in my career though, I need to push myself every day. If I want to be the best and become the best, I need to push myself every day. And I was just so glad that he asked it because we was able to explore it. And I was said to him, yeah, look, I said, yeah. look, I ain't stood in front of you at an organization like this from, you know, meditating three hours a day. And every time I get anywhere near being tired, I'm making sure that I do self-care. I think it just gets like overplayed. And we know it in sport, yeah? Like in sport, and it? You push yourself to the limit. I love pushing myself to the limit when I'm in the gym and stuff like that. And the same is true with my work. The balancing part of that, and I guess you, you talked about the weekend and stuff, and I'm really good at, and my wife helps me with it because she wouldn't, you have know, it, yeah. She wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. But I'm really good at like I've sp I sprinted like fuck last week. Yeah. And then this weekend I didn't remotely actually that's a lie. I worked for an hour on Sunday because I had to as well, yeah. right? Because we're going on holiday. Yeah. But I'm going on holiday on Wednesday, so to squeeze up until the holiday, and then I'll do a weekend. Well, that's the integration, isn't it? And and um, you know that you're going on holiday, therefore you'll um, bring a little bit in. I know that I've had really really busy weeks, lot of flow, lot of sprinting busy weekends and this was the first weekend except for my son's sleepover that he had on Friday where he had seven mates over <laughs> that was fun um, but then the weekend was just I took it easy you know it didn't work I will say one thing um, we often talk about privilege right so yeah. privilege is we've, we've worked we've worked hard for a privilege right uh, so I'm not saying we are privileged in, in in just kind of just being handed what we have. But we get to make our choices, right? We yeah. Like on Monday, we've got to kind of get up early and do this. But I think where, um, where you have to work for other people's hustle all the time, that's when it starts to get painful, right? That's yeah. when it starts to get hard. And actually, there's no choice. We are doing what we love doing. And I think not everyone gets that choice. Not everyone gets, you know, like they've got to pay the bills now more than ever. So um, I, I think that, you know, it isn't all, you know, this hustle culture sometimes is... When it's just for you and your thing, great, do what you like. Um, but when it's like it's someone else's hustle and they're going to benefit from it, and they're forcing you to and, do it, and at you the have to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. That, that happens a lot. Um, but yeah, like anything, like sport, like um, a hobby, uh, like anything that you want to get into flow on, you have to work hard. You have to put the hours in. What's, what's the saying? It took me twenty years to become an overnight sensation. Yeah, yeah. You know when I mean? did the overnight sensation happen for you then? No, I'm still working on it, mate. <laughs> but like when you look at sports people, it's interesting, right? Uh, and you might want to move your mic forward a little bit. Oh, how do you know that? Because it looks quite far away from you. Okay. Um, uh, when you look at like sports people, if you look at, because I, I don't know if you've seen, there's been quite a lot about uh, Harland when he's, because of what he's done at the moment. There's been a lot about his like, he does like ice baths and he eats certain stuff and all that kind of thing. Doesn't score goals against Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. Or, or, oh no, he assisted one that was disallowed. Didn't he? Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
it's the little micro things he does or what he does with his time when he's not actively pushing himself to the limit. Yep. You know, like with his diet, he gets all of them things right. And that's some of the stuff that I talk about with like in the resilience work that I do is like knowing that if you're pushing yourself to the limit all the time, then you better make sure that you're resting and recharging adequately in the time that you have, even if it's small time. Yeah. And I guess that's the nuance that you don't get on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's getting worse, isn't it? But LinkedIn's like, terrible. But like, just on that last last thing on that point is no matter what your situation, however hard it is, there's always um, something that you can control within yeah. your life. And, and we often talk about control the controllables or control what you can control. Uh, even if, say, you're working to someone's hustle and you don't have much space and time, there's always something you can take accountability for. Yeah. However hard it might feel or seem, there are things within your remit that you can control and you should yeah. always do that. Nice. I had, had absolutely no intention of going there. Like where it, we've mate. just gone past, uh, which is good. But we are recording this, as we mentioned, at half past eight. Well, it's supposed to be, we started at half past eight on a Monday morning. At this point, Liz Truss is still the, the prime minister. Yeah. Saw a good tweet on the way in today where somebody said, uh, you know, when you've just had a bump on the head, do the doctors still ask you who the prime minister currently is yeah. <laughs> to check if you're well? By the time this goes out on Wednesday, she might not be in, Has True. What do you think? Do you think she's going to go? She just sacked her best mate, didn't she? She sacked her best mate. She was mate. sleeping with him once upon a time, apparently. Seen a document, definitely real document on Social media. Oh, wow. They must be real then. Yeah, yeah it was in the document that they were sleeping together. <laughs> wow, yeah. okay. 100% true. Okay. Uh, so the pillow talk is where they uh, decided to tank the economy. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, best mate's gone. Uh, I think she's gone, she, can't, she cannot stay. She cannot stay. No. She's out. So yeah. who's coming in? Rishi. I've heard that Rishi's gone. I've heard he's mounted he's, he's dusting up his, <laughs> his good shoes and his nice smelling salts. And he's, Savage yeah, is coming back. Savage is coming back. Savage on tap at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think Penny Mordaunt is apparently him and her. What, Miss Money Penny? Miss Money Penny. Penny Mordaunt is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was one of the almost rands, but yeah. She's oh, was it the she was it, she's back in the game as well? Apparently so, yeah. Oh, it's like being an Olympic silver medalist and finding out the gold medalist was drugging. Yeah, I guess nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, right, Has. This is the this. I want to come now to the the way that we was going to start. I want you to get your phone out. I've told you to get your phone out. Yeah. We're going to do a, a fun little exercise here. Kay. So I want you to get your notes out. Yeah. And I want you to go as if you're writing a new note. Yeah. And we're both going to do this. Okay. So I want you to write this. I am the best because, I am the best because, yeah? Yeah. And then you know where it comes up with suggested things in the middle? Yeah. I just want you to keep hitting that until you get a decent sentence out <laughs> okay. of it. All right, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done mine. Okay, here we, here's mine. Wait, wait. Well, while you're finishing, because there are people listening to this, Sass. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm Go. gonna read mine. I am the best because I'm the only person who has a lot to offer for it, but I'm just trying not really know how much money you can make because I'm trying not to really have a good idea. That doesn't make much sense. No, mine's a bit shit. Mine is, I, <laughs> I am the best because you know how much it hurts when you're not around. <laughs> <laughs> is that honestly no sense? <laughs> Uh, I love predictive yes. text. That's yes. so good. Right. Have you ever seen this done online? No. There was, I, 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 I see it on Twitter the other day. Right. I want you to delete all of that. Okay. Delete. Yeah. So now you're going to write, nobody likes me because. And then you're going to. Same again. Yeah. Uh, I'm going, I'm stopping after three, three things. I've got a good sentence here. Has. Yeah. While you're finishing yours, I'm going to read mine. Nobody likes me because I'm a scammer. I've had that said to me online as well. Oh, oh Jesus. Uh, okay, mine is nobody likes me because I'm not good enough for them and I'm just a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a bad guy, Josh? Yeah, no, I think that's right. Okay, okay. we've got. I, I want to do three more of these because they're quite Three good. more, Jesus. Okay. Oh, all right, should I do two more? It's up to you, it's your show. Uh, uh, it's my show. In that case, we'll do the one thing I love most about Josh is... You're joking me. No, I'm not. The one thing I love most about Josh is... 
I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to read it out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep adding to this. I'll read mine. The one thing I love most about Josh is his voice in his, in his music video. Oh, I see mine's close. The one thing I love most about Josh is his voice in the movie. In the movie? <laughs> yeah. Right, let's do, let's do one more uh, before we... Okay. Uh, before we check in. Uh, what I really think about the Tories is... Oh. <laughs> what I really think about the Tories is... Oh, mine says, what I really think about the Tories is the way they the government has handled it in a very long way to get the economy going again. Wait, I haven't finished. Keep hitting it, Has. Okay, what I really think about the Tories is that they don't want to see the same people who have been killed. <laughs> oh, that's deep. By that, them. That's deep. Is that I, the next two? I'm just adding by... Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Oh, you're going to love this. What I really think about the Tories is that they don't want to see the same people who have been killed by COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Not laughing about people that died about, <laughs> with COVID, but that's just very poignant for you, Josh. It's like you're in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's quite fun. Yeah, that's very uh, good. There was one on Twitter. I see him on Twitter quite a bit, actually, but there was one on Twitter. I'm not going to say what it was, what it asked you to do, but... Uh, uh, what my phone did to it made me, uh, it wasn't funny. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was basically about a minority group. Oh, okay. And then, and then it said, you know, what, uh, something about uh, the truth about this minority group is. And then I hit it on my yeah. phone and I was like, Jesus. Yeah. The, they, they reckon that AI is, um, has racial bias. Don't they? That's what that, that, Have they? Is, is that is that what they reckon? Is I think it? I think there are yeah there are tests to indicate that uh, um, AI when making certain decisions has built in racial bias, which is understandable because because it's made by people who, exactly right, who have exactly right. unconscious bias. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Anyway, um, Bosh. Bosh. Uh, <laughs> And let's do a let's do a check in. Let's do a nice proper check in because I do think uh, I do think it's good. Um, where are you at, Hass? Where's your head at? Where's, Where's your head at? You didn't you didn't give me a chance to uh, sorry, mate. Go jacks on. up. No, it's too late now. <laughs> the moment's gone. The moment's passed. Uh, I can't remember last time I was feeling excited and anxious. Right, we were coming into you yep. know the big week. This week I feel um, just rested and I feel calm and um it was really busy week lots to navigate um but it was great and um the end of it felt really like uh we've we'd achieved a lot together as a group and it's really busy but despite that I'm feeling really calm I'm excited about you know what's uh like coming in the next few weeks and with our launch, which we're, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, not ready to do the full reveal on yet, but it's coming in the new year. I feel really, really excited about it. Is it, it coming in the new year? What, like January in the January's new year? January's the plan. Yeah, January's really? the plan. Really? Yep. To do a proper launch? Yep. Are you having like a launch party? Oh, I might do. I don't know. Where I'm would for, that be? Where would it be? Yeah. In the virtual meta space. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. We'll do it somewhere. In Brighton? Swindon, maybe. <laughs> what's that what's that place you go to where you eat all the meats the Brazil? rios rios maybe oh. rios and swindon yeah mate oh no but we have to account for the vegans and the vegetarians yeah you can't take you can't take them to rios okay well we're not take them to supermarkets they can to be honest i wasn't ever floor. really planning to go to rios in swindon have you, <laughs> have you seen those people pouring the milk on the floor in there have you seen all the protests oh yeah yeah i saw there? the uh, the soup on the uh, van gogh's flowers yeah and then yeah. the 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 pouring the milk all over the floor in the supermarkets how do you feel about that? I haven't really, paid, I haven't really paid it much attention. But how do you feel about it? So let me tell you what happened. In they they chucked uh, Heinz soup over the painting. Yeah. Yeah, and then they glued one hand to the wall in front of it. Yeah. And then like you know, said stop. What? So what? What do I? So I don't. I haven't really given enough thought as to what I think about that particular act of protest. 
but I'm a massive fan of, of protesting. Massive. Yeah. And what more, about more this kind now, of protest though? What, so disruptive, that, what, disruptive protest, where, you where, mean? Where they, uh, where they poured, they poured, so what they did is they went in, they chucked Heinz soup over this painting yeah. that's got glass in front of it, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they glued their hand to it and sat in front of it. Yeah. I know you said you haven't had time to think about it. Think about it, hats. Okay. Uh, I think it's pretty low level. Like, uh, they could probably do something that's a bit more, but it got, it got attention. I think that's probably what it's trying there to do. There was loads of attention. So I think that's good. Uh, on the milk thing, I feel like people, like now's not the time to waste food. It feels a bit, it feels a bit privileged to waste food, uh, but I don't know how much milk and I don't know which supermarket, but it right. just feels a bit wrong to. What would the difference be if it was, say Marks and Spencers to Audi? <laughs> Why do you need to know what uh, supermarket It doesn't matter what supermarket <laughs> is. <laughs> I mean, if it was Aldi milk. Uh, no, but it's it like, I'm in, so I always look. I had a funny moment. Uh, I was in Lidl a, f a few <laughs> a few months ago. I'm quite happy to admit I've shopped in Lidl. Lidl over Aldi. I like them both, but Lidl's more convenient. But um, I saw two people bump into each other. And clearly they weren't as comfortable being in one of the budget supermarkets. And somebody, one went to the other, oh, you're a Lidler. And uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's okay, I've got my Waitrose bags. <laughs> they need to work hard Do on Do people the... still not want to go in them? I think oh, so. By the way, I reckon they've crept their prices up. Yeah, they have to, Josh. No, no, no. But it's like, inflation. No, no. <laughs> well, what do you expect? The cost of living's quite... No, but yeah. I think they're like the same now as Asda. But, but take the take the cost of living out of it. I reckon they've mugged us all off, right? They've got you shopping in there, and you're like, yeah, look, I don't mind that she slings all the uh, all the shopping at me when I'm at the till, yeah, because it's cheaper. And that's why she does it, right? And that's why I'm so it's fine. I don't care. I don't care that it's you know not stacked very well on the shelf. It's cheaper, yeah. But I reckon now. It also, some of the fresh produce is uh, past this. You know, it's past yeah. its best, isn't You've it? You've got to eat it today. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. You get them strawberries, you've got to eat them today. Yeah. <laughs> in the car. You can't even wait till it gets home. <laughs> yeah. But I do reckon that. I reckon they've crept it up. And now you're in there like, you know, she's still throwing it at you. Or he, or they, yeah. are still throwing it at you. Yeah. yeah? Uh, but it ain't cheaper. Yeah. Okay. How the fuck did we get you? I don't no, know. No, let me go back. Because we were talking about the uh, uh, the glue in the hand and the chuck in the Oh, yeah, yeah. The irony in the amount of people that I saw with huge followings on Twitter yeah. who were like retweeting the video of them chucking the beans and gluing their hand and saying, what do they really think this has achieved? Yeah. And I'm like, there was one. This. I was thinking, you've got like half a million followers yeah. and you've retweeted it? Yeah. And I did see from one of the like, I don't know if it's like Extinction Rebellion or one of them's called Stop Oil now or something. Kind of, I don't know what they're called. But one of them was like, we tried sending a kindly worded email. And you think, yeah, like what do people want protests to be? Like, yeah. what do you expect them to be? Yeah. And you got, so we're going to talk about it in a minute, but you got some kickback on one of your posts uh, where yeah. you sit, where you compared us to a dictatorship recently. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they were like, you can do whatever you want and you, you know, you can protest. And I think actually... We do, an, they, they, the people in power do an amazing job of making those that protest look like the, the evil here. Because a lot of people were saying, look, if you're shocked and angry about some beans or soup or whatever it was on a painting, yeah. you should be way more shocked and angry about what's actually going on in the world. Yeah, the thing I think that uh, the picture you get of, of extreme action protesters like that is that they are on the fringes of society. That's what they want you to believe in that they yeah. are, you know, that they are, very, you know, very left neoliberal, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, and pos position them as kind of not really part of, you know, wider society. I just think you're, you're getting more and more people protesting because there's no choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know the science behind... Um the, the global warming and the the, the the crisis and all that sort of stuff. But assuming that the science all is all, you know, checks out and it is as bad as they're saying it is. It's indisputable. Like you you don't need to know the science to know that it's... Uh, no, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. There are, um, it, there are different levels to it, but the impact of, uh, uh, you know, the impact of pollution, the impact of globalisation, the impact of 
commercialization of capitalism, of uh, record profits, to to an, just a normal person, not just somebody who's a you know who's like a a climate activist, I don't think it's deniable. Have you seen it then? Have I seen what the science? Yeah, it's like in the newspapers the whole time. Have I gone deep and burrowed into every single scientific journal? No. Uh, what do you mean it's in the paper all the time though? The only thing, the only th I'm not saying it's not sorry, true. Sorry, not just paper. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I'm talking about content like. Podcasts, books, yeah. newspaper articles that I might read, Twitter threads. Look, it's my point of view, right? And I know what, I know what you're doing, right? Because actually, it's a bit like anything. Anything can be positioned in a particular way. So my point of view is that it is uh, the impact of industrialization in the last 20, 30, 40 years, of which the uh, private companies have made record profits. Um, has had a massive impact and an accelerating impact on our climate. Yeah. No, look, and and I get the sense that that is the truth. Yeah. The reason I always say it like that, and if you had to say to me, do you think we should, you know, do you think that it's happening, that there is a climate crisis because of what's going on? My answer would be, yes, I do think it is. But I always caveat it by saying, assuming the science and that checks out, because I don't know it. And I think... The one thing, the like, the one thing that a lot of people in power have is when all of us just start to assume that something is true because enough people are saying it. Yeah, that, that that's fair you, enough. To yeah. use an analogy in football, right? This is an analogy I always use. When a player comes over from Europe, when they've been playing for, like, when Haaland come over and he'd been playing for uh, the German side, Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund, yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, he's the best player in the world. He's did this, that. I'm like, based on what I've heard from people that I kind of trust, I'm assuming he is one of the best players in the world, but I've probably seen him twice in the Champions League mm. and have because I don't watch German football. Mm. So like, I'll go along with the consensus, but going along with the consensus isn't always the right thing to do, especially if the, you know, the people that are pushing that. So. Yeah. Good analogy. I'm not, uh, yeah, and I'm not... Climate justice and Erling Haaland. But, they are, the, but, but the, I hear it all the time. People yeah. go, you know, I was actually having a conversation with somebody not too long ago and they were um, talking about um, there being more than one gender, right? And they were fuming about it, saying it's not true, it's ridiculous. Da, 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 da. Uh, more than two, you mean? What did I say? More than one gender. Yeah, I meant more than two, yeah. So, and they were saying... It's ridiculous, right, that people can say that. Da, da, da. And then they went on to talk about the climate crisis mm. being completely true. And I was like, well, what's the science behind the climate crisis? And they were like, well, don't you, the, the world is warming up. And I was like, yeah, no, we know that. I was like, how can you be so sure about this one thing over here not being true mm. and then be so sure about this over here being true? I think... Without you, knowing yeah, the details. I, I think um, you in particular, of my friendship circle, you really do want to get all sides of the story in a good way. Like I think, yeah. I think you know, a lot of people just went, oh, COVID, right, well, let's just do what we do. And actually, even though we had some really quite heated conversations, not necessarily between us two, but just in general, um, I think what you've kind of helped me to see over the course of, you know, the subsequent period since all the lockdown and everything is just as, as, as a species of people, we just, we, we, we sort of follow... Um, what we perceive to be power and uh, their ability to make the decisions. And we sort of buy it as fact. And we did a bit too much of that. And actually, um, I think it's really, really important to look at all sides of the story. I think um, this isn't about denying, no, uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, climate crisis. I get that. Crisis, but it's like, no. you know, you, your caveat is, look, let's make sure that when we're, when we're looking into stuff, when we're making opinions on stuff, Let's look at the facts. Let's look at what's being said. I think there is just something like climate is it's like this it's this it's just it's too big. You know, it's like you're trying to boil the ocean. So I I suspect with something like that you've got to like really zone in on certain things and really understand, you know, really understand uh what uh you know, what's being said. What something that I find is really, really uh funny though is is activists who don't do the work themselves. So you and I readily yeah. admit we're not we're not activists, yeah. right? But I remember years ago, like this was in the nineties, when um, Salman Rushdie wrote the Satanic Verses, and there was a fatwa issued by Iran, like to have him assassinated because of some of the stuff he um, 
uh, wrote was, you know, supposedly blasphemous around uh, Islam. And so the world was, you know, certainly lots of Muslims around the world were, uh, uh, you know, in indignation around it. But then actually, when I was, I remember sort of having conversations around it and it was happening like in our sort of circles. I remember asking a question at the time. I was quite young and maybe that this was my curious mind going into overdrive even back then. I was like, but have you read it? No one had read it. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I think, I think you probably get a lot of that in, 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 the, in the world today where people are going, I'm going to do, I'm going to act, I'm going to get active around this. And then they don't know. You definitely saw a lot of that with, the right wing, like pro-Trump stuff, they didn't really do the work. They yeah. just went by what the rhetoric and the and the kind of the herd was saying. Yeah, and I think when you look at power structures, right, and you look at like you know everybody says knowledge is power, right? When those in power feel like they can say something, can say, and I'm not talking about COVID here, like, but say we're following the science, right? And the science says this, and then we all go, and I see, I see it all the time, like. Like people Mental on health doctors. LinkedIn and, yeah. or whatever go in, you know, almost posturing. I'm a better person than you because I think I'll believe, I think I'll believe the people who know better than me yeah. that what they're saying is fact. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. Like that's what, that is a surefire way to get yourself controlled by power. Right. And I've always had that over-quisitive nature. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's how I've been able to do the work on myself. And I think also... I, when I was at school, I was a naughty kid, right? And like everybody was convinced there was something wrong with me. Do I was a I mean? 90s kid. You, you was... <laughs> Very good. Very good. But having like discovered in my mid-20s after nearly killing myself, hang on a minute, what everyone's been telling me ain't right yeah. here. Let me do like, and discovering that and learning that. I think we should always be checking it. And you know, one of the subtle changes I've noticed in recent years, and it's probably did come very clear change during COVID, is people have started calling studies science. And it's a subtle change mm -hmm. because studies are effectively science, right? Mm -hmm. But people will say, there's a lot of science to back this up. Mm -hmm. And what they often mean when they say that is, there's a lot of studies that can back this up. Mm -hmm. And of course, then you need to see the studies, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of studies that are done when somebody's making money out of something they're studying are, are done really poorly. Mm -hmm. And that's not science. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a study. Mm -hmm. And any study, you know what I mean? Yeah, re make research is not science. Research is not fact. Research is the input. You know, it's the input. It's, you know, I guess science, well, it's, re it's really hard because you're using science to define kind of the end outcome, which isn't, true either but it's the idea of um research and ideas at what point does it become fact right it yeah it needs to have lots of evidence lots of cross checking referencing like there needs to be multiple sources multiple checks like this is why it takes a long time to do this stuff properly not just <laughs> like get a vaccination in in you know well, in no, three but months but, but, but that's yeah but, but that, that's the thing right yeah. as well and and um even the term conspiracy theorists, I won't go in here today, I don't know why we got here, but even the term conspiracy theorists, right? Surely scientists should literally be conspiracy theorists. Like, you <laughs> know, you've never looked at me so blank. <laughs> but like, I was waiting for you to expand on but it. But if a scientist should take a hypothesis, right? Should yeah. take, you know, yeah. uh, a, a hypothesis and then set about, um, surely they should set about trying to prove it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, 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 so like if you yeah. take, I don't, I'm not going to use the vaccination, yeah. right? If you take, um, I don't know, uh, CO2 is causing a, a hole in the ozone layer, right? You should take that, they should take that fact and then try and prove it wrong. That, right. That's what science does, right? Yeah. In very simplified. Yeah. Way. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, 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 you should look at all factors, right? So it's a bit like you should look at, uh, you should look at your theory and then you should look at opposing theories is, is what you're saying, Yeah, so right? a big part of what they yeah. should do is, is yeah. be trying to make things yeah. wrong. Um, but, but people love power, as you've said lots yeah. of times, and they love accolades and they want to be the one that cures cancer, right? Yeah. So they're going to go, oh, this, I've, I've found a thing that cures cancer. I'm just going to zone in on that. But, and they want that outcome to be true. Yeah. So they're not going to then always, you know, be, you know, uh, whole and and check all of the factors that would disprove them if they can just go, I'm just going to go in this direction and prove myself to be right. Yeah, yeah.
Right, I'm going to move on. There was I was about to go somewhere else for that then, but I'm going to move on. Has I want to read you something, um, and then I just want to get your reaction as I read it to you. <laughs> well, this guy is a full-blown DH, and it actually says DH. You don't like your government, you can protest and speak out. You can vote them out and even run yourself. Try doing that in the places you mentioned. Dead set DH. Well, it took me a while to work out what DH was. How did you find... It's dickhead, right? Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I assume it to be. Yeah, I, well, obviously, when we take the context, this is a comment that was... Yeah, you're doing a no-context turn there, aren't you? <laughs> this was a comment written on uh, one of your recent videos that you've done. Actually, it was a, it's a video from our last podcast, right? Yep. Um, and so basically someone's called you a dickhead twice. Yep. Yeah. How wrong they are, Josh. Well, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but how did it feel, firstly? Because there was a couple of them. That's one of two or three comments on that video. Yeah. That um, I would say trolled you, but I want to have a little bit of a discussion about whether it was trolling. Yeah. Um, how did I feel? When, when I first saw it, I was unprepared guys because I don't I don't do social media like like you do it professionally and I don't yeah. have the following that you do so I don't get people reacting to my content and this was one of the first ones and you and I have both sort of talked about this offline there's definitely an undercurrent uh that emerged more um clearly as as more posts sort of started to come in uh, of race around it right um but it wasn't explicitly said but I, I felt it when I was reading it um, I was ready to jump straight into it, but I think just chatting with you, I just realised it's best not to engage with it at all. How did I feel? Um, I felt famous for a minute as well, which is quite <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it's just, I, I realised very quickly, you can't win an argument with certain people, right? They're just there, the keyboard warriors, that's all they want to do. And that was it. So this dude here was disagreeing with you, right? Yep. So he disagreed with you. Basically, your video was from last podcast where you said you compared us to dictatorships, basically. And you said we're almost becoming a di dictatorship in disguise. Well, just is to be fair. Yeah, no, to be clear, what I was saying is we're hypocrites. Yeah. Right. In Western democracies where we point the finger at these dictatorships, yet... Uh, many of our people are living in similar conditions, right? Yeah. yeah. And that was it. So that's what you said, yeah? yeah. So he's come on and said, you're not true, uh, you dickhead. Yeah. That's not true. Try, you know, you can protest or even become prime minister yourself. Yeah. Uh, try doing that in one of the countries that you've talked about. Yeah. And then he's called you a full-blown dickhead. Yeah, thanks for sure. Just, I love the way just that you sure. keep repeating no, 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 that. The reason I'm repeating it is because what makes what he said trolling? So if I took the dickhead away, the two dickheads that he called yeah. you away, yeah. and just left his disagreement. Yeah. Is it trolling? Is it because he calls you a dickhead that makes it trolling? I, I don't even see it as trolling. You I, don't see it as trolling? No, I don't see it as trolling. Right. Like, because I think, yes, he got personal, but he was trying to make a point. Um, maybe that's the bit that makes it trolling. But I, I, as an overall, it's just the main body of what he's trying to talk about is, is do you can do whatever you like in this country. So he's just having a bit of... Um, discourse. So I think in the context of all of it, right, when you take the, the, the way that he said it and the dickhead bit does take it, but I think even if you took it out, you could tell what he was saying. So if I was curious about what you'd said, I'd be like, I don't know about this. What do you think about this though? Because I mean, here you can go and do that. Would you not say that, that makes it right? Mm. It's very different to the wording that's in what he said. Mm. Yeah. Um, there was another comment, and I'm not going to try and find it now and get it out, but there was a full-blown, for me, a full-blown yeah. racist. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I, who I think had a problem because you're brown. Yep. And you're, so because you're brown and you're talking about this country, yep. there's a bit of him that gets a bit. That was the worst one. That one, that one felt more like trolling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it was longer. The reason I just got that one is because it, it, the context yeah. with the two yeah. swear words in it. But, but um, I think a lot of trolling that happens right people think that the, so the trolling that actually you, you know what you know what like before you move on i i actually think you picked the wrong one should i read the other one there? yeah no i i, I mean I, I don't even know you have to read it but i think you picked the wrong one because i think the other one is the one that a lot of people of color receive and it just becomes kind of normal but it is there every day you know what i mean like and and that's the thing if you if we dare to speak out in this country yeah. Then the first thing that gets thrown at us is race. And that's not on. Right? Like 
I made a valid point and it had nothing to do with race. It had to do no. with a collective impact on our people and our society. And he starts throwing in stuff like how uh, people uh, in India, making an assumption that my heritage from India, um, what is it? I think he says something. So, because somebody, basically, I'm not going to read out the whole argument, yeah. but somebody argues back with him and calls yeah. him out. Yeah. Um, and in, in his first comment, he says a lot of stuff, but then he says, probably shouldn't criticize somewhere when you could have it worse elsewhere. Yeah. I get from that, don't be here if you don't like it. Yeah. Right. It, and he's it saying worse. it in a, in a, in a cleverer way, not clever, clever is the wrong word, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Um, and then he says in the factual defending people who went to riot, oh, he's talking to somebody else here. And then he says, it's not meant to be easy for people of different nationalities to survive. Uh, yellow to white otherwise the whole world will want to move here like all these so-called asylum seekers yeah so he's gone there yeah on, like on it yeah right yeah and there was other stuff as well yeah in, yeah, yeah. in a previous post that uh uh that is what we have to face you know yeah. if we dare to speak up but it's just giving me more resolve i've just read it and went yeah i'm gonna do more yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, actually yeah. what I what I'm really grateful for is that there are people in the world. I didn't even have to engage in that. I chose not to engage in it at all. But there are other people that jump in and uh Did that have a positive impact on you? Because there's two people that jump in and basically call him out and tell him to do one. Uh it did have a positive impact. N not on me personally. No. Right. It's just like uh yeah, good. That's what that's what it should be. I don't I don't feel like I was getting saved or anything. No, and I know that's not the question, but I, it didn't necessarily have a, uh, like, I didn't feel like, oh, they, they're making a point for me. They were making a point about society as a, as a general, some of their beliefs. I thought that was, that was strong. Um, but my overall takeaway from it is I don't want to do less. I want to do more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's had, it's had the, you know, the opposite effect. Yeah. Shutting me down. Because the thing that I was going to say about, about trolling is, uh, often we see the explicit stuff. So if somebody was like, and let's stick on race because it can be, it makes it even easier to highlight the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. We often see the trolling of like football players. I don't know if you saw uh, uh, the Brentford forward. Tony. T uh, Tony, yeah. He, he basically, somebody called him something very explicitly racist this weekend. Yeah. You often see that which is very clear, like racism, yeah? Um, but I often think and the trolling that I receive, though it's not race, is often very passive aggressive, yeah. where it's almost like if you start jumping down, if you were to say to this person on here, you're a racist, then it'd be like, it'd gaslight the shit out of you, right? Yep. Like yep. you've made it all about race. And he actually says that in one of his things, yep. by the way, yep. just don't pull a fake race card or something, yep. he says to somebody yeah. on there. And that's when I find, that's the way that I get trolled a lot online is people don't obviously go for my race. They normally go for my, I'm really surprised uh, that you work in this space and you have that opinion. Yeah. And they start gently like attacking your, uh, uh, it's, your the, it's the pseudo intellectual version, yeah. right? Like, you know, you can almost, you know, uh, I understand like the, the explicit one, there's no backing or hiding away from it. Like yeah. they, they are very much wearing it on their sleeves that they're, a, that they're, a, you know, out and out racist, right? Yeah. And, and they should be dealt with in, in a particular way. It's the ones who can evade it by saying, no, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. I wasn't being racist. I was just yeah. sort of saying it like it is. Yeah. And that's harder. And in a way, um, you know, that's, that's, that's harder to call out because they've got little cracks and holes that they can just crawl back into. Yeah. And what happens when you do engage with it? Because I've engaged with it before in the past. Yeah. You ignore loads and, and I obviously get quite a lot of it with the following. It just comes with the territory. But... Um, you ignore 99 and then engage with the 100th and you very quickly get pulled into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you're in it then and you're trying to be as horrible to them as they are to you. And yeah. it's not, it's not nice. And it doesn't make you feel good. I engaged with one last week who, yeah. you know, you know, they were like digging me out for something that I'd done. And then like was calling saying, why are you being defensive? I'm just, you know, your ego obviously can't take my opinion. And I'm like, no, you're fucking like, digging out some of the very important, what's something that's really dear to me is important work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think the, the conversation, we sort of run out of time a little bit around it, although we can run over a little bit, um, is if it feels like trolling to you, right? Then it, then it probably is. Have you ever trolled anybody else, by the way? Have I ever trolled? No, it's not my style. It's right. not my style. I don't think so anyway. I don't, uh, have I, have I trolled anyone, uh, no, I haven't. No. Have I 
called somebody out for something on social media that I disagree with, probably, yeah. Yeah. I guess, because some people will say you can never disagree with anybody online anymore because it gets highlighted as trolling and that's where you get into the noughts. Uh, by the way, I have probably have trolled people. Yeah. Especially on Twitter. How do you define trolling? Just because I, I tried Googling it, mate, right? And then you get into the realms of like trolling and then you have like... The trolls that live under a bridge in... Uh, well, no, it's not that. You have like cyberbullying, right? Which yeah. is like a, another yeah. thing. But then like some of the things that I feels like trolling to me that makes me feel not very nice when people do it to me. Somebody's only got to disagree with me, and I don't particularly That's like it. That's what I mean. It's it really triggers hard a part define. of me. Yeah. Really so I'm aware that sometimes, yeah, that I'm yeah. like that. So I do think that people's shadows come out online. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you go on Twitter, I don't know if you do much Twittering, but even on LinkedIn, yeah, if you were to actually type in some of the things that you thought about people when you read their posts, well, then you'd get into the realms of trolling, right? Yeah. And I think we all do that. There's, I have to say that there are so many times when I've seen something that's triggered me and it's often, it's often I'll see a, someone's racist post or someone's sexist post and I'll start typing and I'll go, no, I don't want, I don't want to engage in that. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just delete it. You know, loads of times I've done that. Yeah. But then also as what about when someone just like, you just think, and I'm, I'm going to be brutally honest here. When somebody does it, particularly on LinkedIn, when they do a post and you just think, oh, you're such a, moron yeah it does happen right a lot. I, I don't yeah. care what anybody says yeah right? i don't care how good a person you are yeah we all have our darker side or our not so nice side where we do it i do it you know in my mind a lot right i'll judge people when they walk past me in the street i'll judge people right the work i guess is understanding that part of me why it exists and that you know it's my shit yeah and i'm judging them i thought It'll also we're not you are not your one thought no Right, yeah, you yeah, are yeah. your many thoughts, and your many thoughts are able to distinguish. And you can catch yourself and like, I've oh, been a judgmental prick there. Yeah, you know, and you sort of you don't do anything with it. But yeah, we do it all the time. We judge. We we can't not judge because of the way that human exactly you know, humans exist in the world. And Mike Tyson said, uh, I don't know when he said it, but apparently he said um, social media has created a load of people that feel like they can say whatever they want without risking getting punched in the face. Yeah. And that's like true, because yeah. mm. I think what places like Twitter and social media do is that judgment that we all have. I don't care who you are, you all have it. You might silence it, you know, you might you not look at it because you think you're an amazing person. We all judge people. There's sometimes I think to myself, cool, I can't believe you've just judged them in that way. Now you can dig deep and, you know, you'll trace it back to yourself in the end. That's why you judge, yeah? Mm -hmm. But I think what social media does is it, cre it does create this space where people feel like they get to just do that. And they don't have to filter it, right? Mm. And they don't have to keep it to themselves. Uh, and I think, you know, particularly Twitter, it becomes people's like shadows play. It's like your shadows playground, you know? Yeah. Where it's not just Twitter though, right? I mean, that's probably the place where you see it most, but it's yeah. everywhere. It's everywhere. Every little place where you don't have to do that. People don't like conflict. Yeah. On the whole, people do not like conflict, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's much harder to debate and have an argument sitting across a table than to be able to do it from a sort of a place of relative safety. And that's why people do it. People speak their mind because they, and you know, they feel relatively safe to be able to do it. Yeah. So that's just society now, mate. Yeah. And I do think like it, what it does, it can be very triggering, you know, when like, so if I start reading all of the comments that I get, you know, I probably get sort of trolling esque things every day. Mm. And on a bad day, they f they really hit you. Mm. And people will people say like, um, just ignore them, don't give them the time of day and all that. But you wouldn't say that about any other form of bullying anywhere else, would you? If I said, Has, I'm really getting bullied at work. You wouldn't go just ignore them. Mm. And it is your work, isn't it? And it is my work. Because you yeah. can't not, yeah. It is yeah. not something that's going to get fixed anytime soon. <sighs> we haven't got time to talk about it, but... I, when you talk about the fix, I do think one of the f places to start with the fixing is for us all to reflect on ourselves and how we use social media, right? And why might somebody get caught up in yeah, being and that's troll. why there isn't a fix, right? And and we can't skip over this one. So I really think we should we should we should talk about this. But we we talked about um, stolen focus, you yeah. know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry book. 
it, for us to feel like we have a choice in the matter is crazy. Like at an individual level, we might have the awareness to be able to break free from it. And then you put your little good habits in place that stop it. But collectively, societally, um, it, it like it is so, uh, you know, the companies are so vested in keeping this and growing this and making it happen. You know, uh, it, you're not, there's no collective consciousness that's yeah. going to happen where people will all mass re reflect because the minute that starts to happen, even in a little circle, it will get squashed down. Yeah. So actually, I don't think there's a fix where we just get enlightenment, you know, and hope that yeah. everyone suddenly gets enlightened. There has to be a really big shift. There has to be a shift in uh, legislation. There has to be a shift in... Uh, you know, maybe companies don't benefit from it as much as they did in the last 10, 10 20 years. That's what's going to cause the shift. is isn't just that people are going to get enlightened. And that's why I'm saying, like, I don't see the end in sight. Yeah, I'm enlightened. Sadly. You are. <laughs> right, very quickly, Hass, let's do reasons to be cheerful. Have you got one? I do, mate. I do, actually. Um, uh, next week, I'm just going to be um, off with the kids right. and uh, I know we talk about family a lot and it probably gets quite boring and, and maybe it doesn't felt like it's been particularly thought through but I haven't actually talked about family for a long time uh, when we do this and this one is really important to me because uh, lots of things that I've been wanting to do for a little while have just been putting on the back burner and I'm just bringing those forward so I've been sort of talking to my youngest about having a day out in London with her and staying over and stuff like that. And we're talking about it for a long time and she's reminded me that we've been talking about it for a long time. Good for her, so yeah. We're going to do that and we're going to do other things with the kids and, and the family. So I'm really looking forward to that. Amazing, mate. Amazing. My, my reasons to be cheerful is my six-year-old daughter, Maya, made her debut for Bassett, which is the team that I've just won the league with last year that I'm steeped in, heavily involved in now. But the reason it's... The reason to be cheerful for me is because she's always loved football. Uh, and then she, a couple of years ago, maybe last year or the year before, she was invited to go to this football off-site thing with school because she's showing that she's quite good. Um, and they put her in with these boys and it put her off. She didn't want to go. She wouldn't go anywhere near football again oh, wow. because they were the boys were a little bit older than her uh, and she couldn't get involved at all. Um, and then we watched the women's Euros uh, and she watched all the games with me. And honestly when the final whistle went and they were all celebrating like mad and I was a bit emotional watching it like you do when you're watching sport, she turned straight to Leah, my wife, and said, I want to start football again. And that moment, my, my wife emailed Bassett uh, and said she wants to play. She started training and uh, yeah, she made her debut in a friendly. Amazing, At six mate. years old. What this a weekend. story. And, but that, is the, that shows you, man, that, you know, representation and all of that stuff, what it means and the importance of seeing people achieving that look like you and stuff like that. Do you know what amazing. I mean? Amazing. That is amazing. So, yeah, mate. And she's into it. She's mad into it. So that's my reasons to be cheerful. Has, Brilliant. This has been a very good episode. I think. Yeah, I loved it. I've loved really it. enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to Egypt on Wednesday. So uh, when this goes out, I won't be here. Love to you all and we'll see you very soon. Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kyle.